You are listening to the brand new episode of In Love With The Process. I'm your host, Mike Petchy. Welcome to my show. Come on in, grab a beer, take a seat, uh, relax, take your shoes off today. We're trying to keep the house clean. There has been uh, massive thunderstorms and downpours here in Los Angeles this morning. Pretty cool. Very epic. Uh, there is something about the sound of like, you know, the change of air causing this rippling Godzilla-sized fucking carnivorous sound that just tears through and shakes all the windows here. I've never heard thunder and lightning storms like this in my life. Uh, and, you know, the sun's out and it's crazy. It's still ripping through the air. Um, I love this stuff. Nature, when nature still comes through and, and just, you know, reminds us that we're we're supposed to be hanging out together, you know, that we aren't running the show. I love that shit. And that's what I loved about the East Coast, by the way, was that when you had blizzards, you had snowstorms, no, no matter how advanced our technology gets, you still have a snowstorm and it shuts everything the fuck down. It really does. Um, so I love it. Every once in a while, it just reminds you that all the small bullshit that you're stressing about, all those bullshit anxieties about, did I get paid today? Am I get what, What's my next job going to be? What have I done today to earn this? All that kind of shit. Uh, it just goes away. If, if only for 20 minutes while a massive thunderstorm rips through uh, Los Angeles. How are you? Welcome to the show. Uh, I'm excited today. We're going to jump, jump in deep with an artist that I love, that I respect, that I've collaborated with. Uh, you see his work every time you listen to this show. Uh, it took, <laughs> didn't take much convincing. It took meeting our friend uh, and going through the process of purchasing his work uh, and falling in love with his work in real life. And I don't mean just digitally, in a world with NFTs and and uh, everybody uh, trying to make a million bucks trading uh, animated GIF. Um, it's really nice to uh, buy, purchase, collect in life tangible artwork. And artwork that is created by the artist. Artwork that all the revenue goes to the artist still. Um, and artwork that becomes a piece of you, a part of you. Stuff that you wear on your body whenever you want, every day, changing your jacket into an art gallery. Um, and I'm talking about pins. And I know a lot of you are like, pins, right? Really? What is a pin? What do you mean a pin? And look, you're not a stranger to this. I was telling my friends about the cool pins I was buying. Like, what are you, 12? You know, one of these like, you know, like bottle cap pins, like you get like a super cool printed pin of like Nightmare on Elm Street logo or something. And I'm like, well, no, I know that exists and I do might have a couple of those. Um, but I'm talking like amazing, jaw dropping, vibrant, glossy, uh, three dimensional pins with edges that are beautifully cut and integrated into the design itself these are things that you wear on your body that make everybody turn and look at you right these are the pins that come with a story these pins have a sense of humor these pins have a sense of darkness to them um and i fell fucking in love man and i i found uh today's guest pins by just doing a deep dive i think it was either on instagram or etsy one of those places because i was putting together my rock and roll jacket you guys have heard this on other shows that I 
had always wanted to have one of those like rock jackets that have all the patches on them. And uh, as I was designing it, putting it together with Gina, I was like, oh fuck, I can get some cool pins. Let me go look for some pins. And, and then what are you gonna wear on your chest, right? Are you like one of those people that goes and gets a pin with a logo that you might as well have gotten from like, you know, Hot Topic, you know? Am I running around with a Metallica pin on my jacket? What does that say? And at this point, what does that mean? I'm not following Metallica around on tour, right? I'm not a Band-Aid. I'm not, I don't have like life experiences. I haven't had a life experience with Metallica since I was 15, 16 years old, going on tour, not even going on tour, going to see them on tour. Um, never really got to do videos for those guys. By the way, I would come out of video, music video retirement to do a Metallica video. Just putting that out there. Would totally do that. Um, but uh, no, I want something more. And uh, when I was putting this jacket together, I was like, well, what is this jacket going to be? You know, is it going to be like, am I going to get like a Megadeth patch on the back? And am I going to be one of those kids? Am I going to be like a 44-year-old guy trying to be the 16-year-old kid again? Is that what I'm doing? Uh, is it going to go total movie nerding? Like, because that's what I love. And there's a piece of like the movie nerdiness that I'm into. And as I did a little research, I was like, well, Mondo makes some cool stuff. So that could work. But there was a, there was a big part of me that wanted to brag about my love for the new retrowave music scene, the synthwave scene, all the stuff that we get on this show. And then I thought, wow, this could be a show jacket. This could be a jacket that means something about the podcast, means something about the show. So maybe it should be synthwave stuff and some really nerdy deep cuts as far as pins are concerned for movies. Yes, I'm in. I'm doing this. Then I found through the search of finding all those different patches and looking to, to sort of curate this gallery, this wearing gallery that meant something to me, meant something about the show and my obsessions, I found today's artist. Uh, do yourself a favor. Head on over to crunchyfingers.com. That's right, crunchyfingers.com and check out the amazing work from Zach Matthews. Um, his pins are trippy, cosmic, funny, horrific, uh, well-designed. The line art is beautiful. The colors are stunning. Um, his playfulness with the materials, all these things make these pins better than any fucking pin I've seen, period. Period. Um, I know it sounds like I'm obsessing over this, right? Are you on his website? Maybe you're someone that needs to be on Instagram. Go to Zach Matthews Art on Instagram and look at the stuff. You are going to cry because you're going to want pins that are no longer in print. You're going to obsess over pins that are no longer in print. I'm very fortunate to get, I'm very fortunate to have gotten some of those pins that you really want, and I have them. So I don't know if that makes me better than you. Says <laughs> the collector in me. But I was obsessed with the stuff. I bought a bunch of pins from him, and I just dropped him an email. And I said, I fucking love your shit, man. I love it. He wrote back to me, said that he really liked what we were doing with the show, and I said, let's do a collaboration let's design a pin for the show and my thought was whenever i invite guests over or if i have people on the show i like them to walk away with something because they're giving me their time they're giving me 
it, oftentimes up to 75, sometimes two hours um, to just sit here and talk. And they're sharing experiences and they're graciously giving me content. That's basically what they're doing. And so I try to make the experience for my guests uh, a fun one, a safe one. Um, and I'd like them to walk out with something. If you happen to be on my show and you come locally and you come to my space, there's usually some sort of food, maybe some kind of drink involved. Um, but now I wanted to be able to hand them a piece of art. I wanted to hand them something that they could proudly wear. Um, and when people ask them what it was, they'd be part of a club. They'd be part of a group of very select few that have been on this show. And that was the <laughs> the very weighted mission that I gave today's guest, Zach. And I said, dude, we need to design something that is great. And I want you to, I want it to come out of your fucking brain. Um, and that's where we got our podcast skull, our screaming skull. Um, and that is the logo that we've been using all year. And that same color pattern logo we have made as a pin. You may have seen the video I did of it that I put on Instagram where I lit it and I did this really cool little piece photographing the pin. Um, it's awesome. And you can't get it. <laughs> Such a dick. Uh, yeah, the only folks, the only listeners that could get their hands, because I've only printed a hundred of these and I've already given away at least 15 right now. So I've only printed a hundred of these pins. And the only way you can get your hands on one is if you consider yourself a super fan and you've proven yourself to be a super fan of the show. What is a super fan? This is someone that is consistently commenting on every episode, leaving feedback. Obviously, someone that has left a review on Apple Podcasts. That's really important to be a super fan. But more importantly, super fans suggest guests. Super fans actually go out and tell guests that they want to be on the show, that they should listen to the show, that they should talk to me about it. They also tell their friends. I have specific super fans that have told all of their classmates in film school to listen to this show. I have gotten entire classes from super fans that listen to the show. If you're listening now and you've done some of these things and you consider yourself a super fan, write me a message on Instagram. Tell me, Mike, I am a super fan. I think I deserve a pin. And if I agree with you, you might just get one. Right? Now, for the rest of you who are feeling left out, listen to today's show. Zach and I talk about a lot of interesting stuff when it comes to art. We talk about airbrushing. We talk about mining ideas. Here comes another common thread that we've had over the past few episodes. Where do these ideas come from? How do we cultivate ideas? How are we smart enough to grab onto these ideas? And how do we translate these through whatever medium we've decided is our life fucking obsession, right? We get into all that stuff. Uh, we also talk about his designs. So definitely follow along on his Instagram page as you listen to this episode, because we're going to be referencing a lot of stuff and you might just smile a bit more if you see it. Uh, you can also go to inlovewiththeprocess.com and on today's episode page, I will have put up a bunch of different pins. I'm also going to try to put up the various stages in which our pin was created because we kept with it. So that's kind of fucking cool to see as well. Um, and if you stick with it, Zach also talks about how he makes variant pins and how he has pins available on his website. That may become useful for you later. 
as you get to the back end of this episode. All right? So, without further fucking ado, you know the deal. Everybody here hanging out, throw on those headphones, crank them up to 11. Sit back and relax. Enjoy the brand new episode of A Love of the Process. Buddy, thanks for being on the show. How are you, dude? Absolutely. My pleasure, man. Doing good. <laughs> Happy to be here. I'm pumped to have you on, finally. You and I have been talking for a while now, and we've been talking I, about having I you know. on the show, dude. Dude, I, I was just looking at our, our notes from our first conversation, mm-hmm. and I have it dated, and it's like January 4th. <laughs> <laughs> but... You know, that's how things are. They take time. Yeah. Well, with everything, man, like it seems like everything takes so much time. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, so, <laughs> as soon as I find someone cool that I want to collaborate with, I'm like, let's get started now. Because <laughs> I know. Uh, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know how long it That's how all, all ideas start. <laughs> yeah, man. And I, like, let me just say, as we start the show, uh, you crushed um the design those of you listening if you uh you know live with your head in the sand and you don't know what we're talking about um zach did our uh logo design for this year uh the awesome uh like trippy uh microphone skull which we really love um and then zach also designed the special pins that only guests of the show get, and maybe if you're a super listener of the show, maybe I'll send you one, but only <laughs> guests get these pins. So we're going to tell you about these super cool pins that you can have. <laughs> Very exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, the good news is we we may have an option. We'll talk about it later on the show. There might be something cool that we can talk about. But um, Yeah, maybe. Dude, thanks for being on the show. What, um, absolutely, let's get into it with you because I like we've talked a little bit about uh your work and your history, but not a lot. Like, how'd you get into how'd you get into art initially? Well, it's been a lifelong thing, man. Yeah, um, both both my parents were artists, and it just was always something that was seen as important, you know, at our house instead of. You know, a lot, I know a lot of people who love art 
and kind of dabbled in it, but they were always like discouraged. Like it was a waste of time. Yeah. <clears throat> and my family was the opposite. <laughs> so it was like, you know, whatever sketchbooks, you know, pencils, yep. they were just always there. Uh, well, so, so your dad was an artist. What did he do? Yeah. My dad, he was a uh, oil painter. Nice. And he had a, a business called Matthew's studio and he would do like back in the nineties. I don't know if you remember like faux finishes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So we would go into houses and paint like a mural on the wall or paint, like say they had pillars. We'd paint them to look like marble or oh, cool. he would come in and, and paint a, like a window in a room without windows and have like a landscape out there. Just really cool stuff like that. Very cool, man. And so, um, so were you helping him do that kind of thing or were you just watching him do that stuff? As I became a a teenager, um, I got into like airbrushing and stuff like that in high school. We had airbrush class. So I started getting to, you know, come in and help with some of the special techniques where I could come in and airbrush and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I do a lot of the like prep work, you know, fix a hole in the wall, you know, trim out base paint, right. <laughs> you know, all the, all the kids stuff. Yeah. 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 That's funny. Cause my dad also um, was an artist. Uh, he was a businessman first, but yeah. he was also an artist. Yeah. yeah. And he, him and I got, well, he got back into art because when he was a kid, he used to draw and do stuff. And then yeah. when I was a young preteen, my mom wanted my dad and I to have like an event or a thing that we did once a week where we connected. So she signed us both up for our courses. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I ended up like getting trained uh, with him as a peer, which was pretty wild. And I went to like these adult art classes. And Oh, right. Yeah. And I got to... Um, I learned uh, oil painting and I learned uh, watercolor figure drawing because I thought I was going to be a comic book artist when I was a kid. Um, And uh, I kind of dropped it off. I mean, I still use those skills when I storyboard and stuff, but uh, my dad kept with it. And he, for quite some time, was doing a lot of oil paintings and then mixed mediums and magazine collage mixed mediums. And then he was working with wood for a little while. So he's very much into it still. And and that's the thing about art is like, it comes in so many different ways, you know, like, like you mentioned oil painting to woodworking to uh, the collage work. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, that's what I love about it. It's endless opportunity to make something. So is it like just an urge that you have? Are you just constantly doodling or is it something that you like, you do have a nightmare and then you're like, fuck, this needs to be a pin. <laughs> oh, man. I, I described it as both a, a passion and a obsession. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's just something that, like, as far as designs and stuff like that, sometimes it's something that just is there almost like, I don't know, like a transmission, you know? And I'm like, Oh, okay. I see it, (laughs) you know? And then it keep, I keep seeing it until 
I finally put it on paper. And then it usually grows from that point. And other times I'm just like, you know, I really, I want to draw a really funny watermelon. (laughs) (laughs) What a random thing. (laughs) What are you going to do today? I don't know. I'm going to draw a really funny watermelon. (laughs) Yeah. And that's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's something I actually have in production right now. <laughs> oh, awesome, dude. Awesome, man. Awesome. And, and that was kind of something even just randomly came to me as like, oh, yeah, when I was a kid, I don't know if it was something from TV or I don't know what, but I used to draw like these watermelons with like helmets and they were like stunt watermelons. <laughs> and like their motto was like protect your melon. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. And uh, and I was randomly I was making a drawing a birthday card for one of my best friends, mm-hmm. and I just had a blank piece of paper. And I started sketching the open mouth drooling watermelon. I was like. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> and finished it up and sent it to him. And I was like, Hey, do you mind if I, <laughs> we go ahead and make this? Cause he had asked me, he's like, are you going to do a pin of this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got this huge pin board that has like every design that we've done. So cool, man. It's so cool. Yeah. Were you the, um, were you the friend that was always drawing and, and doodling? Were you always drawing, doing shit for your buds? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, I would even be like the kid at a, a party as a teenager in early 20s with a sketchbook. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hanging out, hanging out in the back, just doodling, drawing weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of like that for a little while. I remember when I, I was obsessed with comic books. I used to get issues and then redraw them. Like I would like do my interpretation of those. And I remember, I think it was in middle school where I had a friend watching me do a drawing and he's like, I love that. I would totally buy that. And I was like, what? You'd buy that for me? He's like, yeah. (laughs) So he bought me some cheap money. You know, it was like 20 bucks or whatever. And the next thing you know, I was selling like... (laughs) <laughs> uh, illegal reproductions of famous artwork <laughs> to my yeah, buddies. Bootlegs. Yeah, bootlegs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That was a short run for me, but it was fun. It was like one of the first moments that I was like, fuck, people actually, there's value behind uh, a skill that I'm doing. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty wild, dude. What to- yeah, and that's, that's a shocking thing to realize that something you love to do, like, other people enjoy as well yeah 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 it almost seems unreal for sure man it totally does because when you're doing it you're just like i need to kind of do this this is something that i'm curious about i'm obsessed with um and especially for me at that age i I really wasn't looking for validation yet because i really didn't think i had anything there i I, I was like okay so i'm just fucking around um and to get that validation was like Oh shit! There's value to to following your your artistic gut, and and there's value to curiosity with things. Right. Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah, and it always had been something that I just did no matter what, yeah. you know, whether it had value or or not, <laughs> and uh, kind of what led me to 
being like a, a working artist was I had mentioned earlier about having an airbrush class in high school mm. and I got real into that. And at one point was taking it like twice a day and, you know, I was just doing, I would do like one big giant canvas piece of some weird, I don't know. My teacher described it as like kind of HR Geiger-ish organic, <laughs> you know, tubes and tunnels and, <laughs> and, you know, just weird stuff like that. And then uh, after high school, never really, I don't know, never really did anything as far as like trying to be like a paid artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I had worked in a lot of kitchens and, you know, I had worked with my dad quite a bit. And, but after he passed in like 98, mm-hmm. I just was a line cook, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and worked painting houses and, yeah. random stuff like that and eventually ended up like several years later like when i was probably 22 um big dog motorcycles had a factory in wichita kansas Mm -hmm. where i was living and i had a buddy who worked there and he's like hey man you know how to airbrush (laughs) why don't you come in and apply for uh, to the graphics department to start painting cool stuff on motorcycles. Whoa. Whoa. And so had, had you I, been, had you been practicing your skill at all? Had you still been doodling? No. Or nothing? <laughs> wow. I mean, I had, I never stopped drawing, but hadn't really done much airbrush work other than, you know, randomly, you know, like airbrushing someone's, you know, like Jess's Halloween makeup one year and (laughs) random things with it. And so I ended up uh, being like, okay, what are they looking for? And I was like, okay, motorcycle. So I went to the house and set up the airbrush stuff in the basement and cut out like the shape of a tank (laughs) out of like black construction paper (laughs) and laid out a set of flames on there and kind of did a hot rod red to orange to yellow fade. Mm -hmm. And like, that's what I went in there with to show that. (laughs) (laughs) What did they say? What did they say? And I, Let's see, what was the shop manager's name? Uh, Jim. He was like, that's cool, but th- there's just no openings, you know, right now. <laughs> what a nice like, what a nice way to say it. And he true. was so gruff, you know, he's just like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so for the next month, I came up there like once or twice a week, like, Hey Jim, is there, <laughs> is, there, is there an opening? Yeah, and and eventually there was, and he's like, "Let's give it a shot." Wow, man! So he took a chance on you at that point. Hey, completely, you know. He had seen sketches and stuff like that, besides the cardboard cutout thing, <laughs> <on> the motorcycle <laughs> tag, right? 
Um, you know, and from there, I just learned from all the other artists there, you know, how to use fine line tape to lay out a graphic, how to use an exacto knife without cutting through and gouging the clear coat. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Cause it's a, it's a, it's a really difficult skill. Cause if you screw it up, you screw it up pretty hard, right? Yeah. Yeah. It can take longer to fix something than to do it. Yeah. Right. Right. Hold, hold on a second. I've got like some vehicle. What's going on? <laughs> God, you know, this place is so quiet. I live on a dead end street and it's so quiet. And I feel like there's like a little light at the end of the street that when I hit record, they go, okay, now bring in the trucks, bring in the trucks. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. <laughs> Okay, so, uh. so then, <laughs> so, so then, so then you're doing uh, uh, airbrushing on on motorcycles and stuff. How long? How long does this go on for? Are you still doing this stuff? This goes on to this day. Wow, man! Like my other business is ZMCC, and that's just automotive graphics. So I work on cars and hot rods and motorcycles, and I developed uh, doing pinstriping about uh, I've been doing that for probably t over 10 years now the pinstripe work that's like that's hard fucking work man pinstriping is very difficult as far as like yeah like keeping your arm steady and like arm management and I've always looked oh, at yeah. that going how the fuck did it how, like what is the process for that for you like well I enjoy like the design side of it <laughs> Rather than, you know, just regular down the side of car, double pinstripe. Yeah. Um, I can do that, but a lot of times I'll just tape that off so it looks factory right. and perfect. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and lay the brush down, you know, kind of make a handmade stencil in, in a way. Um, but yeah, the pinstripe work, that started out as, you know, we had me and Jess moved out to North Carolina in like, I want to say 2004. Mm -hmm. And I brought like this list of body shops and any shop in the area that mentioned hot rods or motorcycles and, and uh, ended up having a, a job within, I think a couple days getting wow. out here. Wow. And there used to be a, a guy at that shop that would do like the pinstriping. So like, say I laid out some flames on a bike and then they needed like a nice crisp blue pinstripe around them. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he'd come in or pick them up and take them home and do it. And then he just kind of was done with, with working on stuff. It was just, other things going on and so i was like okay i need to learn how to pinstripe <laughs> <laughs> and yeah it's just that was out of necessity and then that turned into just a really i don't know mind opening to the whole world of old school pinstriping and yeah, design work and that's a lot of, that's a lot of like line work and stuff, right? Isn't that specifically uh, yeah. what pinstriping is? Yeah. Yeah. It's just a brush hand painted with lines 
and using single lines to create an elaborate design. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I fell in love with that. It's beautiful. Like if those of you listening who don't know what pinstripe, you usually see it on like, uh, a lot of custom cars. Um, there were some vehicles that came out stock with pinstriping, I think, but I don't know if that was hand yeah. done at the time. When it, um, but when you see that stuff, I'm, I'm always like astounded when I hear that it's someone doing that freehand. I'm like, this looks like machine work, you know? Yeah. Like the work of a, a computer design, mm-hmm. but all laid out by hand. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. But I, I'm sure there's a lot of the same skills. I tried to learn how to do airbrushing, but I sort of it sort of fell off the map for me, partly because of how you had to like really use your arm for airbrushing because you really can't anchor yourself oh, yeah. when you're airbrushing. It's like a free holding arm movement, right? Yeah, I often I'll kind of use a, a two two handed method where I almost just cup my hand, my left hand under. Mm-hmm my right hand that I'm holding the airbrush with and it's not really doing much except for a little bit of stabilization, like especially for detailed work. Yeah. 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 For those of you listening who never draw, like a lot of people, including myself, I always find it helpful to have like a pivot point. So you're able to actually put your wrist down on the surface and then be able to use that as a, as a point of reference and also it helps with uh, muscle atrophy and everything else to be able to sort of lean your hand and do stuff and then use the back of your palm to do stuff. Get a lot of pencil work I do that way. Um, but with right. airbrushing, you're literally holding your wrist in the air. You're holding your arm in the air, which... <laughs> yeah, you're floating. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then you have no real point of reference, which is fascinating. At that point, mm-hmm. at that point, you must just be working on breathing techniques, right? Are you just trying to sort of control your breathing and control your instead of your hand? I find that a lot more with... I don't know, after doing it for a long time, the airbrush work is, is almost like drawing mm. at this point, yeah. where... The muscle memory is there, and I'm relaxed, um, and don't really think about so much exactly what I'm doing. Mm. Whereas with with pinstriping, even though I've been doing it for ten plus years now, I still, like you said, am watching my breathing and yeah. focusing on every line that I'm pulling because even as I'm pulling a line every line is having a curve to it as well so I'm rolling that brush in my hand so the brush tip will oh. roll along with the curve wild wild so it, it takes so much more focus than really any other art form that I've done it's crazy dude nuts when i think because you're talking to a guy now who primarily is doing most of his work on like a tablet so i'm doing like a lot of my storyboard work on a wacom tablet and everything else and they're you know if i sit down first thing in the morning and i'm like okay i want to try to figure this out my first like four swipes are trash (laughs) you know what i mean it's just like i'm way off you know control z control z control z all right let me find it let me find it. all right there it is there are my rhythms. It takes me a minute to get <laughs> my hand to work the right way when I'm trying. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, but after a while, 
it becomes second nature. Yeah. Yeah. Just that repeated, repeated action, um, to where there's no longer like a, like a block or a barrier between your mind and your hand. That's like where you want. I mean, it's the same thing with musicians. It's the same thing with guitar players. Yes. yes. You know, absolutely. Yeah. It's that muscle memory that you want to be able to just rely on. Because at that point, uh-huh. it's, it's transformative at that point when you're like, okay, I have this idea in my head. I don't have to worry about the tech, uh, the technical aspect or even the muscle memory. Right. Just roll. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm always blown away. Like, Jess, she is naturally good with rhythm and all that. <laughs> and, you know, we have djembes and guitars and ukuleles and... I have to really think about you know, <laughs> what I am doing to try and make anything make sense. And she's just more, it's just naturally flows <laughs> out of her, you know? Yeah. 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 Some people have that dude. Some people mm-hmm. have that connection. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 And when you see it, it's incredibly fucking inspiring. And, and, and if you're not born with that talent, then you're working really hard to muscle memory, those skills. And get them right. in there, you know. I I never thought yeah. that I was born with the talent to draw, but I knew that how to do it. And I, for me, it was repetition. And then I just I was a very impatient kid. So when it came to detail, yeah. I was like, nah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Are we done? Yeah. Yet? It's like, all right. How many cross hatching do I have to do? You guys get that this is a shadow, right? Oh, this right. is a shadow. We don't need to go through the whole thing. Yeah, that was my whole Dude, thing. So- and it's patience. Just like you said, sometimes it's like, oh my God, I've drawn the same thing like five times. <laughs> like different stages and versions of it until it's actually a cohesive, like digital design that can be made into something. Yeah. 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 And I would probably be faster if I came to the digital world sooner, but I'm really late to the game and I've probably, I guess it's been four or five years since first doing anything digital. And you're talking about like using like a tablet or something for your drawing, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I've got like a a surface pro, Mm -hmm. which is, it's been a great computer. I've been able to run, you know, Photoshop, Illustrator, all that stuff on there. But the pen to tablet, there's some sort of, I don't know, it just doesn't feel as natural as probably like the iPad mm-hmm. Pro or some of the newer models. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the new iPad stuff is fascinating. I still use, um, I've got a Cintiq, so I have a Wacom Cintiq, yes. which... I still like, but it's, you know, it's still cumbersome. Like you still have to plug it into a larger machine. You still got to go through the whole process of that stuff. The, um, the new iPads pretty amazing. I've seen some of my artist friends actually fuck around with that. And, uh, um, but I I mean, tools are tools, right? And so for, for me, I like being sat in front of a larger computer with big screens and it's like, okay, I'm, this is my drawing area and this is what I'm going to do. And Mm -hmm. prior to this, um, cause I came late to the game. I used to, hand sketch and draw out all my storyboards by hand and then scan them into the computer and then go that way. Um, right. And so like the, the feeling of paper and the texture of paper underneath the backside of your wrist 
was comfort for me and and the sound yeah. of of you know the pencil the graphite sort of you know running over those 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 ridges and paper <laughs> that was comfort you know i just got goosebumps <laughs> because that's that's a real thing yeah i mean it's all those tiny nuances that you know let you fall into what you're doing in that moment yeah 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 because what you're trying to do, at least in my opinion, what you're trying to do is open your brain, right? At that point where, oh, yes, yeah, you know, it's like, I just got a fucking I, notice from the IRS in the mail. I got to forget about that. So get that out of here, you know, and like, let me uh-huh. pull out my pad and flip through a couple of things that I did before. And then, yeah, you know, maybe it comes back because like you, I used to paint houses. I used to do all that stuff and you would end the day just coated in whatever materials, whether it's sawdust yeah. or paint. Um, right. And you felt like you've accomplished something almost like a, almost like a, like a coal miner for art. You sort of mm-hmm. you come out and you're just coated <laughs> in this shit. Um, right. You don't get that when you do it digitally. At all. Yeah. It's, I still, to this day, everything starts from sketch to a fine tuned drawing to an ink drawing that I do like a transparent overlay on a light box mm-hmm. and I'll ink draw everything there. And then that final ink drawing gets scanned into the computer. <laughs> yep. And then I, fi- <laughs> I yeah. finally yep. will pull it into Photoshop and clean it up and play with colors to see how everything will work. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, it's funny because I've talked to a lot of artists and we've had like dudes like Ben Templesmith who did 30 Days a Night and all those comic books. He does the same. Oh, yeah, yeah. He does the same thing, dude. He's, he's like, I'm very much still, you know, paint on paper. And I do most yeah. of my stuff on paper first and then I'll import it and then do my Photoshop painting or coloring on top of it, which makes my work my work. The process of it makes it feel like my art. Um, right. And he, he, he's very much into the process of it. He's like, there's a system that I have in place that, um, that makes me not only create work that looks definitively like my style, but, uh, Mm -hmm. also allows me to get into the headspace to find that, you know? Right. It's almost like a, like a ritual. Yeah. Yep. You know, once you get that first sketch and that idea, brewing that's either been there or you're just forming it as it's on the paper mm-hmm. and it just grows, you know, over the course of, you know, sometimes it can take a week to fully develop to before it's ready to be like, okay, this can be something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the, how I found you, um, I, recently the the longer story of it was is that um during the pandemic you know i wanted to put together i never owned my own uh rock and roll jacket and it was the type of thing that i never did as a kid um, right. and you know i've spent enough time around rock and rolls with music videos and everything else um and i'm like i want to put together a jacket and i want to put together like a fun sort of nerdy you know, synth wavy uh-huh. uh, jacket and Gina helped me with it. And we were hunting for patches and patchwork and I was putting all these great patches on this jacket 
And then it, right. it never occurred to me. I'm like, oh, right, I can do pins too. And so mm-hmm. I started to put my toes, dip my toes into the world that is pins. <laughs> and it was like, holy fuck, <laughs> like this is the whole world of right. amazing art, uh, like collectibles, uh, some serious pin nerds that exist. <laughs> Um, uh-huh. and, uh, you know, I went down this long trail of looking for stuff and I found your work and, um, besides your work being incredibly trippy and, and often cute and then terrifying at the same time, um, just it's a fine line. Yeah. It's a very fine line. <laughs> um, but then just the fucking quality of the pins that you were putting out and, you know, sort of the laminated, beautiful, textured, uh, highly colorful, with all sorts of really fun designs. I was just completely enamored immediately by the work, dude. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, I, the one I got was um, the, I love this pin. I don't know what you call it officially, but it's the one with the dude walking up the staircase in the person's mind that has been split open. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that's the simply open mind, dude. Okay, so what what kind of drugs are you doing, brother? <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. I don't necessarily need anything crazy. <laughs> uh, it's it's an epic pin, and when I wear it, people are like, "What the fuck? Where do I get it? How do I find it?" Uh, you, you, dude, it's instantaneous. That's why when we started to talk, I was like, "We need to do a fucking pin. We got to do a pin uh-huh. for the show." Man. <laughs> and dude, what they can do now compared to like the stuff we had as kids, yeah, it's just crazy. Like, I had no idea that you could do something that detailed. You know? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, you know, when I before when I'd think of pins, you know, like I had a couple like souvenir pins. We had some, some cool hard rock cafe pins. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're all fairly simple, you know? And one day I had found, just started looking on Instagram and found some like adventure time pin (laughs) that was, it was Jake the dog and it was like him, but it was like a hundred tiny hymns doing stuff that made up like a bigger hymn. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So I went to the, their Etsy page and I wish I could remember the name of that company, but so I ordered that and got it. And it it was only like an inch and a half tall or less. It's crazy. And was just so incredibly detailed. I was like, huh, (laughs) how, how do I turn, you know, some of my art into something I can wear? Yeah. You know, it was truly like a side obsession thing where I started going down that rabbit hole of, okay, how do you do it? Yeah. 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 Well, dude, and and I was also fascinated because you were walking me through the process and showing me the different stages of the sketching and then showing me how the pins were pressed. 
Um, uh-huh. and, uh, you know, and then it's all about like how the colors get mixed and, and it was, it was fucking really interesting. Um, and the, what, the process that you use for it and the, uh, the pressers that you use for it, you want it to be even more detailed because of how amazing the, the stuff, the final pieces look, you know? Yeah. 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 And that's kind of what led to the pins I'm doing, you know, kind of getting larger and larger, <laughs> you know, cause it was like, we kept trying to push the boundaries of, you know, what is possible Yeah, within detail. And at the same time, still be readable, you know, so you look at it and you see what it is and not just like a, chaos of lines <laughs> lines of color <laughs> yeah 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 and like most of the older pins that i'd see it would usually just be a handful of colors and most of the pins that you would see would just be like almost like those bottle cap pins you know where it's just yeah one surface and it was obviously either printed on that surface by a machine or something and you're like right okay it's got the little metal pin in the back so when you start to get into uh-huh. these very beautifully textured colored pieces that are shaped strange, you know, like uh, I'm just looking at your wave rider piece and just like the detail and the curves of the waves and the fact that those end up being borders for the pin or edges for the pin. It's like, Holy shit, man. Yeah. They can die cut, you know, these complex um, shapes now. And so really any shape you can think of, you know, beyond limits of size mm-hmm. you can do yeah it's wild okay it's time to take a break i am recording these uh ad reads uh later in the game and i'm exhausted today so bear with me as i fumble my way through this Um, But uh, many of you who listen to the show are always asking, Mike, where do you get your cool stuff? Um, And we're really expanding out our sponsors as the show expands. As you've noticed, we've been doing a lot of food episodes. We're breaking into pins. We're breaking into people that design clothing. Everything that fascinates me. And in this process, I'm also going to promote the companies that I love, people that I use, the gear that I use. And I'm so grateful to be in bed with these companies. Like we just signed a deal with Fujifilm. If you guys have been following me on uh, Instagram, uh, it's not official yet, so I can't do official ad read for them, but they sent us all sorts of really cool gear. I have a brand new camera that isn't even on the market yet. Gina has their new medium format camera. We're going to be playing with those. Uh, I love Fujifilm. They're coming on as a big sponsor for the show, uh, which is really great. I think we're going to be doing some giveaways and stuff. Don't quote me on that yet, but there's a lot of stuff coming in the horizon. And the best way to find out, maybe you can get your hands on a free fucking camera. Oh my God. He said it. Maybe you can get your hands on a free camera. The only way that you can find out is if you sit to the ad reads and I try to make them entertaining. You know, um, and I know you guys listen because you guys give me shout outs on Instagram at Mike Petchy or at In Love With The Process on Instagram. Plug, 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 plug. That's all I do all day is plug it, plug it, plug it. First up, of course, say it with me, our good friends over at what? Puget Systems, right? The guys that have been with us since the beginning. If you're in the market for a new computer, if you want to uh, 
get uh, a better machine for video editing, if you want a better machine for graphics, Photoshop, uh, one machine does not do it all perfectly. I'm just gonna say this. Uh, if you're looking for uh, a machine that works aggressively for you as a tool for you, you should build yourself a PC. And the dudes over at Puget Systems have been in this game for a while now. Uh, they've been sponsoring the show since we started, a year before we started actually, because they were sponsoring me as an artist. Um, but these guys build PCs based upon the software you're going to use. So maybe you're just someone that's looking to build your own PC, build your own personal uh, edit machine or your own personal Photoshop machine, Lightroom. Maybe you're going to do some audio recording. They're a great resource for that. Head on over to PugetSystems.com and pick a system based upon the software you use. More importantly, if you're someone that runs a post-production facility, if you're someone that's running a color grading facility and it's time to upgrade your stuff, uh, PCs, you can build custom PCs that work stronger for you and you want to go with a company that has the killer customer support. A company that has better support than Apple Care. I'm telling you right now. Go to PugetSystems.com see what it is that I'm bragging about. Uh, these guys are the best. They're going to be in town, actually. I think Eric was saying he's going to be in town late July. So maybe I'll be hanging out. Maybe I'll get him on the show again. We'll see. I think it's time for beers, boys, if you're listening. Um, so yeah, PugetSystems.com. Check them out. Um, I've got a bunch of really great gear. We've been putting them together. We've been doing posts about our equipment. Um, I've told you that uh, Gina is now sponsored by Small HD. She's now sponsored by Teradek. She's now sponsored uh, by Wooden Camera. Um, I'm sponsored now by... Um, uh, black magic and so we've been putting together the ultimate shooting package that has everything i need from like uh, monitors on set to client monitors to wireless video to uh shooting uh 6k with the black magic 6k pro camera which i fucking love um and uh all these companies are working with us teaming up with us to do really great stuff Definitely, if you're looking to buy new equipment, you guys want to know what it is that we're shooting with, follow me on Instagram. Check out the links in the description of this episode for any of that gear. Um, and uh, a lot of those links will have discount codes, et cetera, et cetera. Just write to me on Instagram and ask me what, what, our, what our configuration is and how we're making it work. Because uh, we're trying to put together the ultimate shooting package that will work for stuff that we do on the music video level and stuff that we do on the commercial level. So it's fucking cool shit, man. I love them all. Uh, and they're all being powered by our partners over at Indie Pro. Indie Pro makes batteries and they do such a great job with battery plates and batteries. And when you have all these different accessories on your cameras, uh, it's a bitch. You don't want to have specific little batteries for each one. There's nothing worse than doing a performance of an actor or doing rehearsal with an actor. And then suddenly a battery goes down. You're like, which one is this? Oh, it's the fucking monitor battery. No, no, no. Fuck that. I instantly was like, look, I want to get a battery plate and run all these accessories off of one brick battery and get my hands on a few of those bricks that charge quick. And that's how we're going to make it work. It's awesome, dude. Uh, so check out Indie Pro. They're the one-stop shop for all your power needs for your pro video and DSLR cameras. 
IndiePro offers a wide selection of professional V-mount slash gold mount batteries and chargers, battery adapter plates, regulation cables, and many other unique power accessories. They do it for brands like Sony, Canon, Blackmagic, Panasonic, and numerous others. Uh, what's great about these guys is that they put all their stuff together in New York. They're not like putting these pieces together in China. So if you want to have a custom power thing built, they can do it for you and do it for you quickly. So any of you ACs out there, any of you camera operators out there are like, I need a longer power cable to go out of the back of my thing, right? So where do I find that? I need a new PTAP setup, right? You guys know what I'm talking about as I spit out these tech terms. <laughs> well, here's the deal. If you go to IndieProTools.com, Jesus, Michael. If you go to IndieProTools.com and use the promo code LOVE20 at checkout, you'll receive 20% off your entire first order from IndieProTools.com. Like I said, 20% off any of the power solutions at IndieProTools.com with the promo code LOVE20. 20. Now, you're putting together your kits, you're putting together your gear, you're putting together your equipment, you have all this stuff, you got your lights, and you don't have fucking work, right? It's been too long. You waited too long. You didn't go back out there and, and uh, test the water with your clients. I keep telling you guys to do this. Always know that when you're sending out emails and hello emails and check-in emails, maybe you're sending an old client a reel of yours, it'll take average about four months to five months for the next job to roll in so always be front-loading that stuff know that that's the case and there's nothing worse if you don't have savings behind you and you've got rent breathing down your neck this is for a lot of you young listeners out there and you're like fuck how am i going to afford rent this month i didn't get paid maybe you signed a shit work agreement where you have a net 90 right? A next 60 when they're paying you. Some of these bigger companies, they're fucking thieves with that shit. So be careful. Um, so you're sitting around waiting for your paycheck and you're like, I don't have, I, I need money coming in. I got to pay rent. Wouldn't it be great if we could turn to our landlord and go, ah, it's going to be a net 60 before it could pay you. Wouldn't that be fucking great? Anyway, um, why not put all that gear to work, man? This is why I partnered up with this sponsor because I wanted to make sure I was giving you guys options on passive income giving you guys, uh, enlightening you guys to the ability that you could be making money off of that gear that is just sitting in your fucking closet while you wait for the next job. At sharegrid.com, you can earn extra money renting out your camera gear to local filmmakers and photographers. Sharegrid vets every renter and gives them access to instant insurance, making sure that your gear is always covered against damage or theft for 100% of its value. Sharegrid is the largest camera sharing community with over 150,000 creatives sharing over 1 billion worth of equipment. Sign up today using our code, you're welcome, sharegrid.com backslash ILWP and get $100 worth of promotional credits for your listings, right? So you don't have to pay to have your listings. You get $100 worth of promo credits for your listings. That's sharegrid.com backslash ILWP. Put your gear to work today. You can list all types of equipment, camera, lighting, audio, grip, props, or even locations. Really anything production related. Don't wait. Start putting your gear to work. Go to sharegrid.com backslash ILWP. Finally, sponsor that we love on this show. I am just, as I get off this read, I have a new client, a new, well, not even, it's an old client returning. I'm doing a new commercial job later this week. 
Um, and they asked me to find music. Here we go again. They asked me to find music. They don't really have a good budget for it. Not going to say who this client is right now. I'm not going to call them out on it. But you know the deal. There isn't enough money. And I was able to say to them, hey, I'm going to be able to make my work better than this other guy's work because I am a member of Jambox.io. I 100% just said this on the phone with my client. And they said, oh, what's the music like? And I'm going to send them mind-blowing fucking music. Jambox is enabling me to get this fucking job. Let me just say that right now. Okay, so if you want to expand your client list, if you want to expand the quality of your work, if you want your short films to hit harder, if you want to really pull on those emotional fucking uh, strings, if you, if, if you just want your podcasts to sound more epic, sign up for jambox.io. Head over there right now, look at their subscription plans. They have a great deal on all their stuff. I'm telling you, it's going to blow your mind. Uh, it has changed my work for the better. And if you've been watching any of our edits, the Robert Pattinson stuff that we did, the boys stuff for EW, all that music was from Jambox. So go to jambox.io right now and just listen to their music. Then check out their subscription plans and look at how fucking cheap they are. And look what you get. We have the $19.99 a month plan, which gives us access to all their music, their sound effects, plus stems of their stuff. I know that they have a smaller plan for people that are just doing podcasts and socials. And they also have a great deal for students. And there's a lot of you students out there. So you want, do you want your student film to stand out among the rest when they do the screening of it, right? You want good music, great sound effects? Jambox.io. You're welcome. I'm sending you there. It's a good thing. It's going to change your shit. And do me a favor. Follow Jambox on Instagram and just send them a note. Tell them, hey, we really appreciate the fact that you're supporting and love with the process. Do that for any of my sponsors, please. All right. Let's get back to it with Zach. It's funny because I was talking to... Um, I was talking to someone about the show and I said, I'm getting these real, really fucking cool pins made. And they go, oh, okay, cool pins. You know, that's like, that's the thing. I go, no, 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 no. You have no idea. You have no idea what I'm talking about. Let me try to explain right, it to you. And right. they're just like, yeah, it's a pin. I get it. It's a pin. And then I show it to them and I send it to them and they go, holy fuck. And I go, yeah, 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 man. <laughs> like, don't dismiss yeah, it's me. A, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You go around telling people, yeah, I, I design pins. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. But I mean, it, it just started. Uh, I'll have to send you um, one of our very first pin we made. You know, and Jess, she she has been just a huge supporter and helping me. You know, stay on this ride. And, <laughs> you know, just and Jess is your wife, right? I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because we and, haven't said that on the show yet. So yeah, you work with her uh, on these pins, right? Yeah, she's really my kind of artistic advisor, you know. Nice. And she's actually designed a couple as well that we haven't released yet. They're really cool. Is she? And, is she also? An, but, is she also an artist? Is, is she someone that is? Yeah. Drawn? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's an artist and just really 
into uh, like color theory and yes um, she's always had a extreme fascination with like architecture and she's been into photography and um, she's also a wicked bartender <laughs> <laughs> important skill there's the, there's the important you know, one. yeah yeah uh, um, yeah so it's one of those things where you know sketch up something get it to a point and showing her what I got going on and she's always able to just shoot it to me straight, you know, like meh or yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I trust her, just her eye so much that if I get the meh, that means I need to dig in deeper or, (laughs) or scrap it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause we, we did a couple variations when we came up with this one. Um, and it's the same yeah. kind of thing where the the odd thing is that you don't know it until you feel it. And then when you see it and it looks tasty and, and by tasty, it's like either the color yeah. contrast or the composition or like right. the line of energy that you've drawn through it. There's just this tasty element. And when you look through all of your final pins and uh, it, those of you listening, if you want to be scrolling, go to crunchyfingers.com and you could scroll through while we're talking, but I'm just sitting here scrolling through, um, and you look at pins like your uh, antique gold octopus pin. It's like the lines of energy on those tentacles, and then the, the line of energy on the skull face are what really pull me in. And then it's textured with all the little suckers that become this strange sort of trippy pattern that it's yeah. nestled in. You know, it's like <laughs> that combination is like the. You know, it's the salty and sweet combination of a, of a food dish, you know? Right. Very cool, man. Um, and that's the, like that one you're talking about now. That is literally just metal and black ink. So cool. So it's antique metal with black ink fills. And just being able to make something that you can read well just using a single color. Uh, that's kind of where it's at. I love using all the colors, but in the beginning it was like most of my stuff had a lot of raised metal and antique metals. And um, the very first one was called robot sandwich. (laughs) And it was just a a robot eating a sandwich. (laughs) And, uh, that had come from a, another project. I, I don't know if you've heard of the artist Gerald Tidwell. Oh, no, um, I haven't actually. Dude, look him up. He is a badass. And uh, we got to be friends over the years. And he was putting together um, this book where a bunch of different artists were coming up with like skateboard deck designs. Yeah. And this was my first introduction into digital art, too. So he sent us all, like, a PDF file with the skateboard deck. And then we were supposed to come in and, you know, put artwork on it. (laughs) And so I designed up, I drew up this robot chilling on a tree stump, you know, eating a sandwich. And uh, so I had that all in the computer. And it was one of those projects where it, 
it still may happen one day. And, and, but (laughs) (laughs) so, you know, I had, had it just chilling and around that point I'd been looking at pins and figuring out the process. And finally I came across, um, this company at the time they were called pin game strong. Okay. And, uh, now they're alchemy merch. Um, but sent an email and Greg, the owner got back with me and dude, he just, I don't know. After all the other places I'd emailed and tried to get information, Mm -hmm. he just was open, you know, like a human being. (laughs) And, you know, took the time to explain the process and, we took this crazy, like whole full color image I was trying to do and kind of broke it down into where it's just kind of the torso of the robot and just used the black line art and did antique silver finish on it. Super cool. And, and dude, I got him and they just, they were amazing. And I was blown away that that piece of art now is, you know, this tiny little piece of metal art that will be around long after all the digital stuff's gone, all the paper stuff is rotted away. <laughs> yeah, that's true, right? Yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, As, you don't, yeah, you don't, kind of hooked at that point. Yeah, you don't really think about that. I didn't think about that. Like, yeah. And you know, it, what, it must be so satisfying. Because I don't really get that much anymore. Because with movies, you know, <laughs> at this point, people watch them on their fucking cell phone. Um, but like, right, it's done. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> they sort of process it. They eat it quick. It's fast food. Um, mm-hmm. But with this, what I love about being able to hand people pins is that not only is it a piece of work that is gorgeous, and that you can see the the design that you did, the level of detail, and the line work, and the color work. And then the company that presses it and all the detail that goes into the pressing and the laminate, and then it's glossy. So the way that the sun refracts off of it, and then this, there's this piece that you're holding in your hands. And what's so great about pins is that if you love that piece, the gallery, the art gallery is your clothing. So you put it on your clothing and you wear it out and there are these people that don't don't even know they're coming to your gallery. They're literally standing across from you or having a drink. And they're just yeah. like, what the fuck is that? And you're like, oh, yeah. okay, man, let me tell you about this pin, dude. Yeah, it's suddenly a conversation piece that you're wearing. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I'd never thought about you wearing your art gallery. That's, <laughs> that's a great, great thought. Yeah, it's true, though, dude. And then... What I like about your work is that there is this sort of dark sense of humor and trippy sense of humor that comes with it that gets people smiling and smirking and chuckling. And um, I I think that's important, dude, because you're not taking yourself so seriously. I've seen other artists and I've seen other pins that either are just sort of lost in nostalgia and they're, you know, they're trying to reprint, you know, uh, an old, you know, another nightmare on Elm street pin or some sort of shit. And your stuff is all original. Your stuff is adorable and and strange. 
Um, so <laughs> you're, you're getting the mix of everything to the point where like Gina, my girlfriend, you sent me a bunch of extra pins in the box. The box showed up. It was open when I got home and she had already taken, <laughs> she had already taken a handful. She's like, I already took the pins I want. And I go, Oh yeah, I bet you they're the best in the fucking box. She goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can have what's left. Yeah. yeah. Those, those are on my jackets right now. And I'm like, okay, all right, sweetheart. Uh, yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah. And they're great. Like I'll do like every few months or six months, I'll just pack up like a big box full of everything that, that we've made over the last several months and send it to my mom, you know, so she can give them out to all the kids and the nieces and nephews and <laughs> <laughs> oh dude just a big grab box <laughs> yeah talk about the coolest thing to get man <laughs> i mean you, you have pins on your website that are sold out that i look at and i go oh fuck like I'm, right now i'm looking at uh the interspace speaker pin so the le65 which is like the red skull yeah. version and there's like this oh yeah beetle underneath and then the motherfucker glows in the dark <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that process is wild where like we're doing like a combination of 3D and 2D. So that skull is sunk down and is 3D and then they pour like basically like a colored tinted epoxy over the 3D portion. Cool. And let that harden and then color all the rest of the 2D stuff around it. And on the surface, it's just flat. But you can look down into the pin and see that that 3D skull just popping out. It's so super cool. wild. Yeah, man. And, and that's the other thing about using like um, physical or practical art or, or like a tangible art Um resources so like when you're when you're looking at a pin like this there is that depth that happens naturally but then there's also how the light in the space is ref like reflecting to that pin and how it's creating shadows within that pin it becomes yeah. like this living entity that is essentially it's having its appearance changed by the the environment that it's seen in which is right. very fucking cool dude and, yeah and like even the the color tones yeah. you know depending on whether you're under warm light or white light inside or outside, you know, just like say it's blue, it'll appear, you know, anywhere from shades of aqua to, <laughs> you know, darker blue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's wild. Dude. I think there's something so fun and cool about that. And then there's something so great knowing that it isn't like just machine made stuff. You know what I mean? Like there isn't like a giant yeah. factory somewhere that is, pounding these things out and then you can buy them for like 95 cents at a fucking cash register like you know what uh, i mean right right yeah that's where the like the limited edition stuff came in it was just like okay i really want these to be art mm -hmm. you know not just a, a throwaway little trinket mm -hmm. you know something that you know, people would want to hold on to and and appreciate yeah man. And, and there's a whole fucking culture around pins like it's yeah. it's nuts like what has your experience been with fans and, and people that are buying your stuff dude it, 
it's just been wild. Like I had no idea. Like, like you said, like there was a pin world, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and most of actually all of the advertising and sort of stuff that we do is Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Like we have an Instagram page and then uh, a few years back we started like a, a pin group for crunchy fingers. Super cool. And so people in there, you know, get all the latest updates on drops and, you know, sketches that are being worked on and we do giveaways and then people also um, sell and trade the pins back and forth with each other in there. Yeah, it's wild, dude. It's wild. So it's became this, you know, its own, I, I don't know, like a gathering place for, for people just to hang out and enjoy each other and art. Yeah. And a lot of people you know, just really like look forward to the releases and everyone has their own reasons that they collect and, you know, just certain things speak to them. Do you have, uh, you must have like fans that are just buying out everything that you release. (laughs) Oh dude. Yeah. It, it goes in waves, you know, kind of depending on the season, like, um, like right now it's festival season. So a lot of people are saving their money to get to all the different festivals and stuff. You mean pin festivals? But, we have to be specific. Uh, no music, music festivals. Okay. Okay. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Music festivals. <laughs> I was like, okay, so there's now, pin festivals. There, there are pin conventions. I haven't been to them, but <laughs> they do exist. It's wild, man. Um, yeah, sometimes stuff will literally sell out within five minutes, Crazy, you know, just every, every variant gone. Is there, uh, and I'm sitting there there like, what, what just happened? (laughs) (laughs) Is there like a specific, um, is there like a specific tone of design that you know will sell out quickly? Is it like the super cute stuff or is it like the weird dark stuff or is it just fucking random? Like you just don't know. Sometimes I feel like I know, but uh, it really seems to be random. That's wild. You know, sometimes the more like trippy stuff, like the open mind pen that you got, Uh you know, really just speaks to people. It, But I think it's either it's stuff that emotionally connects with people or makes them laugh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, those, those seem to really just be the ones that people are excited about and I'm excited about. So do you feel like, okay, so do you feel when you do a pin and you respond to it, the, like is that the one that you think people are generally responding to? Like, do you know when you got gold or is it just like, uh, I think this, have you made pins that you thought were going to be the shit and then no one, no one really cared about. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It happens, man. Um, but the point of it is me just creating from the heart. Yeah. Yeah. 
creating what in that moment I'm excited about. And of course I want them to sell cause that progresses, you know, my career is being a working artist and mm-hmm. paying the bills and all that good stuff. Yep. But if I'm just making stuff that I think will sell it, it loses the heart. Yeah. And I don't know, like me doing the, the custom motorcycle stuff and car stuff is freaking awesome. I love it. But the aspect of that is literally always doing for the most part stuff that other people are dreaming of. Right. Right. You know, I'm interpreting their idea using my imagination as well, but it's always specific for an individual. And with the pin stuff, it's me getting back to having fun drawing and creating and, you know, just making stuff that... I would want to wear or hang on the wall. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Totally, dude. Totally. And that goes with any art form. I think that, you know, even with our business and with filmmaking and stuff, you hit a point where you decide, at least I decided that like, Hey, this is going to become my income. This is going to be my source of income. Uh I'm going to try to focus on this a hundred percent of the time. And, and then you sort of run into the, uh, the issue of, uh, your idea is not all the time being something that people want to purchase and buy. And then you sort of confront with the, you're confronted with the decision of like, should I make something that I know people, what I think people are going to want, or am I going to stay doing the stuff that I want to do? Right. Right. And I think people can pick up on that. If you're just making things you, you think will sell. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I've, I've had a couple where I wasn't really feeling it exactly. I may have in the beginning, but I kept pushing because I felt the need to release something new. Mm-hmm. And you know, those are some of the ones that, you know, just didn't do that well. Mm-hmm. That I think they were, you know, missing that, that magic. Right. Like the soul that gets poured into the pigment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's, you can't hide that. And, and I think a lot of it comes just down to your enthusiasm, you know, like right. if you're not feeling enthusiastic about something, then you're not really pushing it. You're not really promoting it. You're not, you're not spending the time to really push it over the edge. It's like, let's just get this fucking thing done. You know? Uh, yeah. And that, that gets me back in the boat of, uh, that's not what I want this to be about. Yeah. 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 You know, but we also, we try and release at least one to two new designs a month. Yeah. And it, every once in a while, it, you aren't feeling it, you right. know? Right. 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 <laughs> and then magically, all of a sudden, something hits me and <laughs> I'm in the, you know, at the kitchen table, just drawing away, you know, just whenever I was feeling like I, you know, all this other stuff in life is going on and 
creativity is kind of the last thing on your mind, that's when it happens. <laughs> Isn't that wild how that works, man? It is. Yeah, yeah you try and push it and, uh, you know, be a machine and be like, okay, it's time to sit down and draw. And it just doesn't necessarily work that way. Yeah, it's wild. Because I've talked to some artists, like concept artists and, and folks that I've had on the show prior, and they give themselves exercises where they'll go, okay, I'm going to do, uh, what's his name? I, it went right out of my head, but the concept artist that I had on last season where he actually draws on little post-it notes and he does like these ship drawings and ship designs. Oh. And he sets himself yeah. like a schedule where he just sort of goes through the process of doing that. And I, it's good. It keeps him... It keeps them going, but when you look at a lot of those designs, you're like, okay, so these feel like a lot of what you've always been doing. Um, right. And then when you see something that just feels completely new and fresh and out of nowhere, yeah, you can't help but wonder, like, is that because of the of the daily sketches that you were doing, or did you have some sort of yeah. life thing that happened that changed your view for a moment, and then this came? Yeah. Out, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's all so closely intertwined. Yeah. Right. And it, it comes out more in the things you just start drawing rather than things you need to draw mm. or need to create. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. But in some aspects, I'm able to turn it on and turn it off for my motorcycle work. Right. I have a customer, I have. XY deadline and you know all that stuff and it's like okay I'm here I have to get this portion done today to get to A to B you know and it there's creativity and sometimes it's really fun mm -hmm. especially if you're working on something you, you know you're just really excited about but in that sense you know able just to turn it on and go. Yeah. Yeah. But whenever you're doing stuff that's, I don't know, more thoughtful or, you know, I try and just think about the, the connection of ourselves to everything else. Yeah. Yeah. And how to translate that into images you know, something tangible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause that you're mining ideas. It's, I think for, for folks that aren't, uh, you know, considered artists or they don't consider themselves an artist. They're, they're always fascinated with where ideas come from. Like, how do you get ideas? Do you study for ideas yeah. do you process? Like what do you do? And it's, it's interesting. The more art, artists that you talk to, you realize that it's more about setting up the atmosphere, planting the garden for ideas to grow in, and then having the right. skill to be able to harness this thing and then put it out through whatever medium you've been practicing. Um, but it's it's more about grabbing an idea that comes to you than it is, you know, reaching into a vault that has been in your brain since you were born and like pulling these things out of there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, the imagination is really strange. Mm. Cause I, like I said before, some things, some things feel almost like deja vu. Yeah. Like 
they've always been there and I just discovered them underneath an old pile of books in my brain. (laughs) (laughs) And then other things are like, where did that come from? (laughs) Um, I just texted you over a, a picture of the piece I'm working on right now. Okay. And it is literally oh, very kind of what very we're cool. talking about. Yeah, very cool. So it was just like, how do I interpret the uh, the thought process or the imagination out? Something comes from the mind and then it's translated down through the body and down the arm to the hand. <laughs> So cool, man. You know, and begins creating something. <laughs> so, so um, describe this image to those listening. What is what is this image? <laughs> um, basically, so it starts out as a study on you know anatomy. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a human figure, and I love doing. <laughs> skulls and skeletons and not because they're scary or macabre or anything like that, but it's like in essence, what's underneath Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what's within, you know, that we all share in common. And so there's a kind of a torso of the skeleton guy and he has this almost tentacle like, shape coming out of his forehead that comes around and wraps around the waistline and kind of morphs with the sort of lizard scaled (laughs) thing that wraps around the other side into a a staircase and a forest that draws back into the hand holding a paintbrush. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a journey of levels of <laughs> all the different things that you're thinking of or trying to interpret. And and, and this is going to be a fucking pin. <laughs> so it's just like you, you look at this detail. It's beautiful, man. And it's exactly what we were talking about. It's exactly what we were talking about. And it's so funny that you just sent me this at the right time. Um, I love it, man. And it says everything about you as an artist from what I understand. Uh, and it's, like I said, the skull and all that stuff. Of course, you like to do skulls. You've seen that before in your work. This weird sort of scale stuff, which I, I'm only assuming you're building all these little caverns to be able to fill with color, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> with any of those you know, void spaces, it could either be just solid black. So it looks recessed and dark. Mm -hmm. Um, or you can light it up with alternating colors. So it kind of causes your eye to follow this trail, you know, as it goes around, almost like, like the lights are flashing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm looking at this sketch right now (laughs) and I'll post this when we do, when this episode goes up, but, uh, it's all drawn at this point just in pencil. This is a pencil sketch, right? You're basically mm-hmm. black and red pencil sketch. <clears throat> yeah. 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 A lot of times I'll start out with like a either a blue or red pencil. 
yeah. and kind of rough out the idea and then come back and really sharpen everything up with a mechanical pencil. And then you, you, what are you doing next? Are you scanning this in and then just doing like solid line work with it in post? Um, or is, are you going yeah. with the, the actual pencil line work or the pen line work rather? So, so at this point, I have it on my light box and I have some graphics paper laid over top and taped down and it's ready to ink. Hmm. So I'll basically trace out all of my line art so i just have that and add any sort of you know line weights and just to give it that nice hand-drawn feel and then go from there scan it put it in the computer and mess with it for a couple days cleaning it up adding things usually once it's on the computer I start seeing it as a pen. Mm-hmm. And so I can kind of decipher what will work. You know, if a space needs to be larger to, to hold ink, any little number of things, even like balance, mm-hmm. the balance of flow of the shape, actual like silhouetted shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. I could see it, man. It's- and then see what happens. <laughs> this is going to be a rad pin. This is going to be a really cool one. I think it's going to be awesome. Do you have any ideas what you're going to do with color at this point, or are you just going to play with it? Oftentimes, I have no thoughts on color when I'm at that stage. Mm. And what I'll do is, once I have it completely finished line art, I'll throw it into Illustrator and vectorize it mm-hmm. so i just have nice smooth crisp lines and pull it back into photoshop and i'll create like a color sheet excuse me no worries <laughs> get a drink yeah we got we both have the it's the two wheezy oh. boys on this episode <laughs> yeah i know mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah so from that point you know having it in Photoshop, I'll have one sheet that has, I'll make like six of that same image. Yep. And from that point, I can play with like the color that the metal will be. So whether it's copper or gold or black nickel or rainbow. Super cool. And kind of adjust and have colors that flow with that metal type. Super cool. Super cool, man. So, and usually the first one is like my initial, like, this is how I see it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> yeah, because then you, you will do, uh, you often do variants. So you'll do one design yes. that is that initial, and then you'll try and you'll play with other designs, and then you'll actually press variant pins, right? Absolutely, yep. Yeah. 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 So it'll be like a, an addition of a hundred and then like 50, 35, 25 kind of descending numbers. And then usually like the smallest variant will just be like gold and white. Yeah. 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 
So you just see the line art. So fucking cool. And then those things just get traded, right? So then you have all of the pin nerds out there that are just like, did you get the Crunchy Fingers variant? Who's got the golden <laughs> right? <laughs> I laugh about people saying, did you get that new Crunchy Fingers? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we talked about this on the phone uh, randomly. Where did the where did you come up with the name for Crunchy Fingers? <laughs> uh, you can you can thank Jess in part for that. <laughs> um, man, it was one of those things where we had started uh, trying to do other things, like more artistic and figuring out things we could do, like in production, like you know art prints and stuff like that, and. I just uh, made the robot sandwich pen mm-hmm. and we're like, okay, we let's go ahead and open an Etsy shop Yeah, and had everything set up except for what do we call it? <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I wanted it to be separate from the ZMCC stuff. So like my, the automotive stuff Yeah, <clears throat> and more just like the creative brand of you know wearable wall art you know all kinds of stuff and so we're uh we're sitting on the back porch just having a couple millers and talking about the shop and art and just spitballing names and she <laughs> she said how about crunchy fingers <laughs> you know <laughs> <Just> randomly <laughs> and, and you know, amongst other funny random things, I can't quite remember at this point, but that one stood out and we laughed so hard, you know, like how funny <laughs> would, it, <laughs> would it be to call it that? You know, the night went on and went up to the shop and, you know, worked on some projects up there that next day. And I come home, I was like, Jess, I opened the Etsy shop and she's like, Oh my God, what, what she end up calling it? And I said, crunchy fingers. <laughs> and she's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> and, uh, always kind of assumed that we'd come up with something more thoughtful or clever. <laughs> and, it just stuck, and before you knew it, we were branding the back of the pins with <laughs> crunchy fingers. Oh, dude. And it's, you know, it is kind of a play on, you know, just as an artist or someone who works with their hands and always having, you know, paint and just yep. clay and whatever <laughs> you've done from the day, just so much caked on that your fingers are just crunchy. <laughs> I love it, dude. And I love going to your Instagram. Like right now I'm on your Instagram page and it's like celebrating five years of crunchiness. <laughs> uh, it, it, you know, and it go ahead. makes people laugh and smile. That's it. You know, it mm-hmm. And it's memorable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it also like it, it works with your designs. It really does. And so your sense of humor is definitely in a lot of your designs and the fact that it's crunchy fingers, you go, all right, I get it. I get it. I get the whole thing. It, it, it's charming. It's fun. And it, you don't, you're not taking yourself too seriously, which I like. 
I mean, obviously you're taking the craft seriously and you could tell uh, just based upon the level of detail and the quality that you're putting out, but you're not taking yourself seriously. And I, when, when you and I talked initially on the phone and we were sort of vetting each other to see if we wanted to do a collab. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, Who is this guy? Yeah, what the fuck's up with this guy? But honestly, dude, as soon as I heard your wheezy laugh and I was laughing, crackling there with you, I was like, okay, uh-huh. we, get, we, we get along. All right. We're good. <laughs> we're we're going to be all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Oh dude. And surprisingly, mm-hmm. crunchyfingers.com was available. Yeah. <laughs> I was surprised you didn't have to yeah, buy it from there. some porno website or something. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope, it's free and clear, man. Yes, fuck yeah, dude. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. yeah so man. to this day, <laughs> still crunchy. Yep. You st- stay in crunchy, brother. You stay in crunchy. That's right. Keep it crunchy. <laughs> well, look, uh, Zach, this has been fantastic having you on the show. Finally. Um, I am in love with the uh, logo that you did. Thank you so much for doing that for the show. Thank you so much for letting us use Absolutely, it man. on the show. It means a lot to me. Um, and it's my pleasure, man. Thank you, dude. And for all of you listening, like I said, uh, Zach created, uh, pins that I am specifically giving out to guests and I can hear you all go, uh, like the straight across the board. Um, but the good news is that, like with so many other pins that Zach has done, uh, you made variants of our pin, correct? Yes, I couldn't help it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So, so we've got uh, two separate variants that are both a variant of 50 pieces only. Nice. 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 And they're pretty fucking rad. Um, would you want to describe the differences between them and the, uh, the official pin? Um, yeah. Yeah. So basically on the, the one we did for that, we're going to release on crunchy fingers is one of our more traditional colorways, which you'll see the kind of the tones of blue with the pops of fiery orange and red Mm -hmm. and it's bedded down on black nickel metal with a epoxy top coat Mm -hmm. so super sharp looking and then for the other one just kept it clean and simple we did uh the rainbow anodized metal Mm -hmm. with a white and gray skull with where the fiery vibes around the back are black with uh a little bit of rainbow glitter in that to make it a little sparkly. Very cosmic. It's very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And then the pin that you can't get is uh, the one that we did very new retro wave vibey, very 80 synth wave. So we yes. have the, the purples and the, and the, the, the more eighties hues for the flame in the back. Mm-hmm. So. You know, and that's Jess's favorite. So you did good. Yeah, that's you did good with those colors. <laughs> yeah, she, she went <laughs> she back and like, forth for a heartbeat. That's what she got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I love it. It's, it's what we use on the show right now. Um, and, uh, you know, I cannot thank you enough, man. This is why I started the podcast is to meet artists like you, to collaborate with artists like you, um, to be able to create work together. Um, and if you want uh, these pins, these these variants, these are the only ones that will be available to the public. 
Uh, and as he said, they are very limited. And as he said, his pins sell out really quickly. Um, so we're going to try to time this episode with the release of those pins. Um, go support Zach. The, like all the money that you spent on those pins, go to the artist himself, the man. Um, and uh, we're more than happy to send you guys his way. Um, and if you're a super fan of the show and you think you deserve uh, one of the other pins, then you should be writing to me on Instagram and pleading your case. And there have been a few super fans that have already written to me. I've seen your messages. Um, we're just waiting on, we put these pins on really nice backs. So like very nice cardboard backs that are going to get shipped around. And, um, we also teamed up with some of our sponsors. So on the backs that we do for our pins, there's also a sweet deal from Puget systems, the computer company that sponsors us. And so like, if you get one of those, um, you also get free shipping on a huge, uh, computer edit system, which is pretty sweet, which comes with it too. So, um, Fuck yeah. I'm so excited about this whole collaboration, dude. We have to continue to work together. I think you're the, yes. one of the coolest fucking dudes. Um, and at some point, we have to hang out and have Millers ourselves and uh, right. talk about cosmic yeah, we're, crazy shit. We're talking coast to coast right now, man. Yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah, brother. At some point. Where exactly are you? You're in like the Carol you're in like North Carolina or something, right? Yeah, we're in North Carolina, just outside of Raleigh. Right. I haven't been down there in ages. I haven't been down there. Is it fucking hot as shit over there right now? Is it like humid and shit? It is today, man. Yeah. The humidity is is the thing that gets you. Oh, God, man. Yeah, sometimes it'll be, you know, like it'll be 90, 95, but the humidity will be at like 90%. Yeah. So it feels like 110. Oh. Well, out here it gets to 110, but it's dry heat. Today's been a weird day because yeah. we had uh, like flash thunderstorms all day today, which the big concern is, is like, are they going to start forest fires? But um, mm -hmm. I've like moving out here, the thunderstorms out here are so much louder than anywhere I've ever heard them. I think it's because it's all flat land for a majority of it. Um, oh, yeah. It's fucking frightening. It's really cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love a good thunderstorm, man. Yeah, I know. Fucking nerds about that stuff, too. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we can keep talking. <laughs> well, dude, Zach, thanks so much for being on the show. Um, I'm more than happy Absolutely. to send everybody your way. Um, please Thank you. click the links in the... Uh, we'll put everything in the description of this episode. Uh, go check out uh, Zach Matthews Art on Instagram, and then definitely go to crunchyfingers.com. And then, you know, lose yourself in a new obsession that is pin collecting. Uh, thanks, Zach. Absolutely. Thank you, Mike. Well, there it is. Today's episode with Zach. I told you it was exciting. Uh, I'm very pumped to have him on the show. I'm very excited about our collaboration together. Um, if you're listening, Zach, thanks again for doing such a killer job on our pins, our guest pins. I've got such a great response. I've been handing them out to specific guests. Um, and yes, super fans. Yes, we've talked. There are a few of you that have been writing to me. I will be picking a few super fans that will get their hands on one of the guest pins. But I got to remind you guys, 
I've only printed a hundred of these. So only a hundred of them and they only go out to guests. So if you somehow get your hands on one of these wildly uh, collectible uh, pins, you're in good shape, man. You're a lucky character. But for the rest of you, if you can't hold out and if you want pins that are even more collectible, you should definitely go check out uh, Zach's website. Uh, it will be up. He is going to release the pins this coming Friday. I'm checking my text right now. Uh, they're going to drop Friday the 14th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm telling you guys right now, I'm letting you guys know as listeners, you want to get there early because his pins sell out super quick. You never know. They may all go in the first 15 minutes. So if you want to get your hands on one of Zach's special edition pins, and I'll try to post some pictures of what they look like this week, um, but you definitely want to head on over to crunchyfingers.com or follow uh, Zach Matthews on Instagram or Crunchy Fingers on Instagram. I think that's what it is. We'll put all of the links in the description of this episode. Um, that is how you can purchase one of the limited edition Zach pins. So I think we kind of talked a bit about it mostly on the show, but just so you know, we designed a specific look together, which was this new retro wave vibe. And then he went with more classic Crunchy Fingers colors for his vibes. So he has like really cool red flamed pins that are like the Screamy Skull pins, but they're red flamed. And then he has like these super cool cosmic colored pins as well. So I know you guys are going to become pin fans. You're going to want one of these. And when you get one, send me a picture. Send me a photograph. When you finally get your pin, when you finally order one, if you put it on your jacket, show me your pin collection. I know I sound like such a nerd saying this, but I love them. I truly believe that the stuff that Zach does are works of art. And I truly believe that they belong to be, they belong to be put on your, your jacket. They're supposed to be put on your jacket. They're supposed to be out there and shown to your friends. So, um, like I said, let me read it again so that you guys know. It's this coming Friday, the 14th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I'll, I'll try to just release an update on Thursday as well about this to remind you guys that is where you buy limited, limited edition in love with the process pins. They're gonna fucking sell out. So go there and get them now. All right. Thank you everybody for listening to the show. Thank you, Zach, for being on the show. Um, lots of great stuff on the horizon. I keep saying this, but as you guys have seen, we're just dumping out crazy episodes, man. What'd you guys think of last week's episode? You know, did you guys know who Frank Frazetta is? How many of you raise your hands? How many in your room knew who Frank Frazetta is? I'm sure most of you have seen his work before, but you just didn't know who that guy was. Sarah's cool shit, man. Really pumped about her. She's actually sending me some stuff. I can't wait to get it. I think she's going to send me a big canvas print and some shit. So I'll post some pictures of that. I'm excited. I'm excited. I get excited about getting merch too, man. I get pumped about this stuff. Why else do I do the show? You know? <laughs> anyway, I won't hold you guys up. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, and as always, head on over to inlovewiththeprocess.com. If you're a newcomer and you want to check out a lot of the other episodes, maybe buy subject material, head on over there and check out like our director's episodes, our chef's episodes. We categorize them simply for you. And I have updated the top 30 episode website. So that's all up there as well. So it's a great way to get in 
to In Love With The Process. If you're a new listener, head on over to InLoveWithTheProcess.com. There you can also find uh, specific pages put together for episodes that come out every week. Wow, I did a really terrible job describing that. Can you tell I'm exhausted? I put together specific web pages for each episode that have all sorts of assets. So uh, like the Frazetta episode, I don't know if you guys went to the website while you were listening to it, but Sarah sent me a bunch of really cool childhood photos of her and her grandfather, of the work that they've done. It's really cool stuff. So it's all over at inlovewiththeprocess.com. There it is. All right. I'll let you guys go. We'll leave you with a track. Thanks for listening, and I will see you next Tuesday. <laughs>